1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And thank you for joining us for our round three review, Chris, episode 25 of season four. As you can see, we've made some upgrades.
0: Yes, we have. I'm actually in the studio today, which is good. We've um, The lockdown has, well, partially ended, I suppose. We're pretty much allowed to do anything except go to a restaurant and, and eat food with like without having a mask before you enter or something stupid like that. So Yep,
1: no standing room at the bar anymore, so you gotta sit down and enjoy those beverages. But before we go any further, Chris, before you start rampaging and talking about Cam fucking Guthrie. <laughs> I was uh, just oh you better not Do you mean the goat? Oh uh, shall we crack the goat
0: first? All right. We ready? should, we should. Three, yeah.
1: two, one and
0: oh Guthrie. Oh, that went everywhere. I hope you really could see that in high definition. <laughs> uh anyway. That's what she said. <laughs>
1: Supercoach Insider, so SC Insider 100, you can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, all the major audio platforms, so um, Stitch.
0: Uh, Yeah, he's Stitch, Stitcher? Stitcher, Twitch, Twitch?
1: you You name it. Oh, look, it's been a while. Um, It has been a while, apparently. And on the YouTube, please do follow us on their Supercoach Insider search for
0: us. We are getting around. We have now some lighting, studio lighting. Studio lighting. We're getting all up in the the, uh, YouTube atmosphere. And if we get to a thousand subs, guys, because we're only at like 560 right now, so you should be subscribed. Uh, we can actually start making money from that, like a dollar a week even, and it'll be totally worth it. Totally, That's one beer a month. Totally towards biz. Hit subscribe. So just do that. Do that. Just do Our it. Our other sponsors are uh, uh, Dr. Supercoach today, wrapping the merch.
1: Um, now, before we go on, Chris, if, you, if you're interested, Chris is wearing the Dr. Supercoach T-shirt. He actually hit me up for approval beforehand. I did. Asked for my permission. Now, here's the thing. If I supported Collingwood, I would not want to wear a Collingwood T-shirt tonight either. <laughs>
0: It was actually because I hadn't done my washing and I was wearing my shirt uh-huh. on Thursday night. Sure. So I was like, oh, I could like wear a dirty shirt and be that guy or I could wear a clean shirt and be this guy. Sure. What would you rather, you know? I
1: don't know. I was going to hit up Harris Andrews and see if I could he could throw one to me, but um, he said he's all, <laughs> all thrown out. But...
0: Oh, classic.
1: Before we... Get into the round review and we're going to be a little bit more direct, I think, tonight, picking up things that we've noticed. Chris,
0: how did you fare for the week? Oh, I went uh, pretty good. I actually had a fairly good score this week and I think we, we obviously both did. Um, this was the week that our uniques went really well, and other people's uniques didn't fare so well. So we had a bit of a rankings boost. So what trade did you make or trades? Uh the trades that I made. I did trade Neil and I traded Corwell, and I went Neil to Titch, and I went Corwell. That allowed me to have enough money to go Corwell to Ridley. So the Ridley trade was obviously awesome. That was a really highlight. The Titch down was a leveler. They both scored the same. That's not exactly what I was hoping. I'd, I'd, you know, I'd hoped that um, O'Connor wouldn't tag Titch. He tagged him for the whole four quarters. Still got an eighty-nine. So, you know, whatever. Um, But it wasn't the ideal trade for the week, which was this guy over here. Tell us your trades, mate.
1: Uh, Okay, so and as we spoke about during the week, we both felt Ridley was a must-have. He was he was killing it, and I'm like, if you don't get him now, he's just going to hurt you. So for me, he was a must-have. I actually went. I wanted to get rid of Caldwell out of my side, but after Grundy went so big and I was going to straight Captain um, Grundy, I thought, no, I'll throw a VC on there and, and hopefully maybe I can put on Gorn and that way hope you know, hope that a loophole opens up. So stupidly, I went Caldwell for Neil, which I was okay with, a keeper for a keeper, worked out well in that regard.
0: Caldwell for Neil.
1: Oh, no, no, so Neil to Ridley. Yep. Then I wanted to go Caldwell to Tex Walker and bank that 50K. But after Grundy went so well, I thought, well, maybe I'll just keep Caldwell and loop him. And then I went and got rid of Braun
0: and brought up to Tex. So it's kind of a similar move. And that's the only reason you could do that was because you had extra cash from the Dangerfield trade Correct. the week before, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. So because I had the extra
1: cash there. And so it worked out really well. Tex went huge. I'm the only one out of us. Uh, so me and Swiz and Grimo and our chat group, the only one that went with him. And boy was he impressive! So now he's made me 110k straight up. I'm now looking. Clary got tagged. I'm like praise, 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 Jeebers. Yep. And so now I should be able to go text to a Clary, nice and cheaply. And can I just say before we move on, shout out to Swizz. Um, look, it's been it's a real touching moment here, guys. Swiz has he's been so famous, his head's gotten so big. He actually started wanting <laughs> down payments. He wanted down payments just to come on and, and share his view. <laughs> Uh, just, just kidding, Swizz. It, no, he probably we'll,
0: shouldn't have uh, uh, left down on field this <laughs> week then, and had to trade an MP to his pine. As his yeah, last trade. Yep. So because oh, uh, we're going to call you out, buddy. You on the show? You're going to get called out now. Yep.
1: So Swizz had MP on his bench and didn't get his score, so we're going to bench him for this week. Um, <laughs> uh, I was more. You bench MP, you get benched. <laughs> hey, yeah. That's, welcome to the life of uh, professional podcasting. Um,
0: <laughs> Semi-professional. Amateur podcasting. Semi. <laughs> <I mention> podcasting. <laughs> Uh, just all right um so uh obviously we both went pretty good i had a score of uh, 2364 um that put my round rank at 244 um and increased my season rank up to 1278 so just outside the top thousand and uh interesting enough like we do not have the same team actually our teams are quite different
1: i think we have about eight different players
0: yeah and we are three points difference in overall score uh, How would you go this week, mate? So this week
1: I got 23.59. Not bad considering I'm playing one less premium than you. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I'm 1,229 ranked overall. I was 293rd for the week and, yeah, looking pretty good. Yeah. And it yeah. helps that the high-owned, so I don't have Dusty, I don't have Short. Clary. I don't have Clary and they were the highest-owned Titch and they all underperformed and I'm really excited to try and get Titch and Clary if I can soon.
0: Yeah, it's, it's going to be cool. interesting. Um, yeah, they're going to be the ones coming up. Um, Titch, I think, next week is pretty good. I think Who do, who do Hawthorne play? i have to look. We'll have to look. But um, Clary is the one that is probably going to get tagged again next week because they play Geelong. Um, and O'Connor seems to be doing a serviceable job, particularly in the first half. And in that first quarter, and we'll probably go – do you want to go backwards with the games or forwards? Oh, look, we can, we can do what we later. like,
1: but I do want to say uh, Swizz will join us again, so don't we, uh, Chris oh, kind of moved okay. on, he will join us again, probably when we really need an expert opinion, um, this week <laughs> it's pretty standard, you should have all the changes already made, so there's not too much to do with your team, because you kind of miss the boat otherwise, and there's a couple of exceptions, but generally this should be nice and easy. Fair but, enough. Um, oh. well, before we get into it, Chris, now I'm going to, I spoke about it before, I'm going to put it up on the YouTube. On the YouTube, on the line. Oh, so, hang on, let's go with the Guthrie. Oh, yeah, I can't. It see I don't it? even
0: know what you're doing right now. Well, I'm trying. It's got to, to refocus, bro. You got to give it time.
1: Give it time. It's oh, there, yeah, we, there go. we go. The Guthrie card. That's one for you.
0: Oh, thanks, mate. The and goat.
1: the Guthrie card. So I'm giving it to Chris. If this a down let me. payment
0: for the bet or
1: no? <laughs> it's still focusing on our faces. I, I need see. to. I need to learn how to do YouTube these are better. Cool, man.
0: That's that's for you. Thanks, Ben. Yeah. So let's I'm gonna c- put these up on my wall. They can replace my wedding photos. <laughs> oh shit!
1: Oh wow! Well, he would so look—he would look good at the altar. Okay, so starting off, we'll go with the from start to back, Chris, because we can't miss the best game overall. Collingwood uh, versus no. the Lions. Now, what a game that was! Grundy absolutely tore up as we kind of expected him to do. We did um, a highly popular VC. I'm kind of upset. Gorn actually went so big. I'm also upset that Highmore. Uh, missed because so many people like yourself. Like me. Um, yep. You would have gone gone though anyway and done well, but, you know, there's panic yeah, stations for a lot of
0: people. Ipso facto, yeah. Um, yeah, look, I mean, the, uh, let's not really comment in the game. The game was a good game outside of the <laughs> fact that... Um, How can we not? The, the umps definitely have a, have a Jones for the previous week. They were like, oh, well, you know, Brisbane got the run last week. We're going to go the other way this week. Um, I personally felt that we were aggrieved. Against an um I don't know. They just sort of. Okay. So, two things I noticed. For whatever reason, they just weren't paying holding the ball. Like most of the night for both sides, uh, there was, you know, some that weren't paid your way, some that weren't paid our way. But in that last quarter, they literally just put the whistle away and were like, no, nah, you guys just fight it out amongst yourselves. <laughs> and I was like, you still got to umpire the game. Like, just, if the free kick's there, you got to pay it. That was my opinion. I'm okay with it. I was
1: messaging you and I was like, if I was a Collingwood supporter, I would actually be kind of upset. Um well, you know, it's just one of those uh, the tackle, did he handball
0: it? No The Lockie Neal holding the ball in our forward (laughs) fifty, that one was a joke. There was a few. That was that was a serious joke. I was like, how is that not paid? Like what's the reason you're not paying that?
1: As I said the week before, that's the way that Cookie crumbles. We lost Mm -hmm. one to an umpire, we win one to an umpire, so now Geelong technically owes you a win.
0: That's true. Um, They should because they suck this year for some reason. So I thought,
1: yeah, Grundy obviously towered up as well. Interesting though, I think IQ, Quano is a, a good option, particularly in keeper, keeper leagues. Keep an eye on your
0: keepers. Yeah, I, I dropped him in the... Um, or in
1: a draft league, I'd be looking at IQ for sure. I think he's hmm. gone really well a couple of weeks in a row now. He got dropped, I think, after the first week in our, in our div, and I looked at him on the waiver this week, and I was like, mm, now he'll be taken.
0: Yeah, another um, low score from Taylor Adams as well. He seems to be... Oh. Pumping out those low scores, he's going to be very, very cheap in standard this year. Speaking of cheap, side bottom, 51. Oh, yeah, huge.
1: And that's his second game. His break-even must be
0: soaring. It's negative 207. He is dropping cash. Now, here's the is thing. It, is
1: he worth it, though? Not is right he, now. No.
0: No. His um, role, is he playing more forward? What's his deal? He's 100% playing more forward. Full there forward? times he was, he was playing out of the square at some times. So they're obviously wanting someone. He's a good lead and and a good mark and a very good kick. But when Dugowie goes into the midfield, they're really lacking forward of the ball. So they're like, oh, okay, well, we're throwing side bottom there. Now that's not necessarily a bad option. Um, it's just, yeah, he's not a tall guy either. Like he's not a really great mark, but he's good on the lead. I I, I don't love it. He's usually a great pocket player. Um, yeah, it's not something that I'm enjoying watching him do though.
1: In the pocket, I'm, put him in the side back,
0: side oh, bottom pocket. Yeah, it's okay It's if you if you have a decent forward to get the ball or decent midfield to get the ball to him, but our midfield's underperforming as well.
1: Yeah, you'd be upset if you held side bottom, I think, in uh, standard.
0: Yeah. Uh, It's interesting,
1: Uh, even Dugowie, for those who had him, Dugowie, a 69, a 99, and a 51, definitely underperforming. If you have him, I would be really upset because at his price point.
0: He's not getting the mid-time we were promised either because, again, the forward line, well, first of all, other than being injured and hopefully Will hoskin also gets dropped this week. Um, there's, there's just nothing happening forward of the ball. He's the only one that can really kick goals outside of Cox and Mychek, So it's just, it's ridiculous. So yeah, he has to play more forward. He's not getting the mid time. If you have to go, I think you've got to jump off ASAP.
1: Yep. And I think the reason we fared well is because all season we were saying load up in defense forward lines where the, the value options are. So we went, you know, bull, I went Impey. Uh, did you go down,
0: or who'd you go? No, no, I don't go down. I ain't no I ain't no rook. <laughs> um, no, I just went impy I even dropped out of Danaher. And so he actually had a uh, decent game this week, didn't he?
1: Yeah, he's had two 80s in a row, uh, I think, Danaher. Yeah,
0: so he's, he'll, he's due to make some cash. What's his break even there?
1: Uh, Danaher has 80 in a row. Um,
0: Negative one, so he's about to make some cash. He's just made 30K. Yeah,
1: he's still, make, in, still in 37% of sides. He'll probably so make 150K, doing, I reckon. So 81 this week, I think 84 the week prior. His first round, he didn't do as well with a 54 um, look, I don't think it's too bad for Danaher. If you have him, you'd be pretty happy that he's chipping away
0: with some 80s. He's, he's being serviceable, and he's he's getting better as a footballer, not necessarily a super coach. Every week, he's presenting better. He looks fitter, and he's just yeah, you know, delivery, etc. Like he got 81, but that game should have been over 100. He turned the ball over going forward way too often, um, and of course, Collingwood's intercepting markers. They're gonna dominate if you're just gonna go long and high to the Collingwood defense. So. Um. Yeah. So that sounds unfortunate. I think in the coming weeks he'll definitely be able to average a little bit more. I d- I didn't get him though. Um. Something to note though, uh, which we wanted to bring up, Jack Zebel is the number fourth ranking forward right now. He had come coming off 155. He's still relatively cheap at 330k. Is
1: that a segue? Are we going to the next game? Are we? We are. Um. Before sure. you go into a Zabel rampage, um. Dayton Zorko has now backed up a couple of good rounds. He had a shit one against Geelong, so he's gone 114, 64, 115. Some people probably be tempted. Now, my advice is wait on the Zorko train because he makes me wait every fucking year for a coffee. <laughs> uh, not not for that reason, but the reason is is that for the Lions, right, when they hit their bye, straight after their bye, they play North Melbourne, Geelong, Adelaide, Saints, Richmond, Hawks, Gold Coast, Fremantle. Yeah, so there's particularly that North and the Adelaide one within a three-round period, I think, straight after the buys, yep. I'd be jumping on the Zork train, don't need to rush now. He pops out of 60, which you already know that he will do and can do.
0: So, yeah, that's my advice there. Uh, I also agree, and I don't think you uh, – the forwards are where we're making cash at the moment. So there's no really point, much point in trading in another forward premium. No. Um, I just don't think it's worth it. I think you've got to let you guys make some cash, and then we'll see what happens later in the season.
1: I think people got a big scare in defence this week. So I, I imagine some will be trying to shore up their stocks in defence, and, um, yeah, I think even the midfield rookies are chipping away fairly nicely, to be honest.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. yeah, so, all right, next game, North Melbourne, the Zeeb train, 155. What did you notice about his role that was so awesome for Supercoach? Oh, Coach? it's
0: perfect, and especially with uh, Luke McDonald still not being back, he's just going to continue to clean up right now. You already polished that one off. That's that's a good effort. Nelly. Well done. Um, So his role's really easy. He he's only really defends if there's an out and up. Like, so he's the loose behind the ball. He do, he jumps onto a man when there's um, when they're short in defence, and then tries to play in this in the space there. So he takes intercept marks. He takes all the kickouts. Generally plays on from the kickouts, um, handball receive and and running to switch. Or he's also the only decent user in that entire defence right now by foot. The only one.
1: Yeah, they keep turning it over. And it's funny that you say most of the time because I think he didn't play on from one of them and then Chris sends a group check <laughs> the message. The last
0: two of the game.
1: Strike one, Ball, And he's like, let's strike two, dickhead. <laughs> just getting he was these already messages. already on 150
0: and I'm like, he actually got to 160 and then he got went, uh, scaled back because he had a turnover like real late or a free kick or something. And I was just like, he, he had two kickouts at that time. I'm like, mate, you do it one more time. <laughs> he's already at 150. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's the perfect role for super coach because that he's because he's the only one that can use it and they continually are turning it over like i can see what they're trying to do and anyone who watched that game they're trying to pick through the defensive zone by foot the problem is north do not have the skill set to be able to do that especially behind the ball so what they're saying to their team is we don't care that you make mistakes we want you to uh, practice it in game because this is the development year he's the only one by foot that is like you can go okay he's hitting a target And that's impressive for Zeeble because I didn't think that was in his game. But that's why they're just always looking for him. And he's just that cheap outlet possession.
1: Well, I don't know what people expected to happen. They delisted like 15 people, didn't (laughs) they? But honestly, you and if you keep some experience on the list, then you are generally going to get a better input. Now, it's interesting. So the thing that I'm actually looking for out of this game is Anderson injured. Yep. So Polek got injured straight away. F'n Polek. mate, couldn't happen to a better guy. I swear to God.
0: Um, <laughs> he's, isn't he your favourite three club player? Yeah, About pretty much four club player.
1: Probably. <laughs> um, he's always chasing that premiership. So. Uh, so for me, I think Stevenson actually didn't do too bad. It's a little bit of a roller coaster. If you had him, I think you could probably hold on him. He has, If he gets on kicks some goals and gets on the chains, then it, it's not too bad for him.
0: No, nah, he's, the, he's, the problem with Stevenson is he's a downhill skier yeah. and he's playing for a team that's likely going to be bottom of the ladder. So there's no chance of him normalising scores. He might make a bit of cash, but, but it's he's like, not going to be a kicker. But keeper. It's,
1: it's the wing scenario as well where you, yeah. he's more outside than inside. Um, yeah, so he's, he's going to have that
0: fluctuation. I'll give you this. He's a better option than Phillips.
1: Let's <laughs> <laughs> try. I don't even know how
0: Phillips scored this week. That's how little oh, I dude. care for him. And again, just watching him turn the ball over or like he gets the ball and doesn't know what to do and gets tackled and gets done holding the ball. <laughs> it's just everything he touches. Dude, turns well, to how about crap. we
1: segue that one when, when we talk about Paddy Dow?
0: Yeah, we will. Um,
1: <laughs> so for me, though, and I'm actually looking at, so Powell and I'm looking at Phillips – possibly now as better options now that they've had a couple more losses in their midfield department. So I think their job security has actually gone up a little bit. Well, I, like I think Phillips. it was a hammy and was it, what did um? I can't remember what Anderson did, but I know Pollock I think did a hammy or something and Anderson yeah. had a pretty bad injury too. They look
0: both were done cooked. They're, they're both a few weeks at least. Yep. Um, I, I also thought that Phillips was very, very good on the ball. He's now, got big quads for a young lad. Does.
1: Holy crap.
0: He can run. I can tell you that. Um, but when he got the ball, he didn't turn it over. He didn't look out of place. He looked like a guy that they want to get the ball into his hands. Um, so that looked good. So I wanna again, we get another week on him. We can we can adjust. But what we can do this week is we can probably say, okay, Powell is probably an on field option because he probably will get a, a bit of a better role this week coming moving forward. So yeah, hopefully. um I'm looking to play him on field this coming week. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um one thing I just wanted to touch on is but As I said, he was the he is the fourth now ranking forward. Um, he's 340K and he still has a negative break even. I think it's negative 27 if I'm just going to go in here. Yeah, negative 27. Yeah, so averaging the, 113. Yeah. Now, the thing is, there's, there's, two, there's, a, there's one question mark. How much does Luke McDonald coming back into the site impact his scoring moving forward? We don't know. That's something we just don't really know yet. Um, but there's every chance he could be a top 10 forward. And at his price, it still might be worth jumping on if you've got, say, a, a failed mid-pricer like a Phillips, like a um, uh, a Caldwell, like a Young maybe that you need to now switch out you've got a bit of extra cash you need, to, and you don't have Zeebel. So I do think that if you don't have Zeebel, you need to have him to be at least competitive, especially with the top sides. Like, I, I don't know for a fact, but I would say that, the, through the top thousands, what eighty oh, percent of them, maybe five percent would own Zach Sebel.
1: I think more half forty nine percent owned in the whole competition, which is stupid. Yeah. So, so um, the, the
0: top players would definitely, yeah. So I think it's just a must have. Yeah.
1: Yeah, although if you don't have him now, I think you should have moved mountains to get them in a little bit earlier. But the problem was is that they were you know Warner and Impey and Zeeble. and you know If you're like Grimo, who doesn't have multiple, then you're in trouble. So
0: yeah, and that's what I mean. So there's yeah, still tough. people that don't necessarily. But happen. he's
1: gone. He's gone up eighty three point five k. For me, I think if you've missed him, then that's it. You are cooked. Move on. Find someone else. Well, do, it, that's that's my you opinion. You I don't, I don't do, like chasing.
0: You can't move. You can't do a two trader to get him. I'm like I'm not not suggesting you do that. But if you can do it in one trade from someone who's a who needs to be corrected or you've got an injury or whatever it may be, I think it's worth looking into.
1: So you're saying he's still value? Yeah,
0: yeah. absolutely. If he's going to be a top 10 forward at 340 k it doesn't matter what he's how much he's gone up in price.
1: Speaking of value, let's go on the Dunkley train. It doesn't Lee matter train. what your name is.
0: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? No? Did you never ever watch WWE as a kid or WWF as as it was? The Rock, no? Oh, The um, Rock, yeah. It doesn't matter what your name is. Anyway, all right, cool.
1: Cool. And that's um, the bottom line. Dunkley, 581k. He's gone up 21,000 this week. He is chipping away very nicely. What's that? Three tons in a row. He's gone 113, 132, 132. Yep. Um geez, he looks he looks good. He looks pretty hungry, not gonna lie.
0: He's uh I think he's just out averaging Dusty Martin now, who's averaging what is what's um what's Dunk's average now?
1: Uh he's averaging 125.7. Yep. So he's
0: just jumped Dusty in terms of overall average. Dusty's now down to 121. Um, so he's the third highest averaging forward because Tex is absolutely smashing it. Um, but look, he's, he's playing. I actually, like he started slow in that game and I was a bit worried early because there was a report obviously last week from, um, from Bevo saying he wanted to up Treloar's mid minutes. Um, and I thought that was going to be a real negative on Dunks. And to Dunks' credit, he just comes out and smashes the hell out of it. Tackles like a machine. There was a period there where he just got in this chain and went handball to uh, McRae, back from a uh, handball from McRae. Handball back, handball back, and then kicks into the forward 50 So and just jumps his score like 20 points. And he had a tackle in the set before. So he can score quickly. He's going to be arguably, if not a top three, then a top one or two forward. Yeah, Um, I think he's definitely worth noting.
1: Um, Caleb Daniels an interesting one for me. I think he's just been a little off, missing a few targets that he would normally nail. He's been making
0: some mistakes that aren't characteristic.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I agree. And because of that, he he started off, he's been usually consistent. In his first game, he went 107, this game 96. He had a 66 against West Coast, which I love. He's already dropped, uh, I think it's $22,500. His break even is nice and ripe as well. Um, Where is his break-even?
0: Can you even see it on that thing?
1: Yeah, I can see it. Uh, Break-even 145. So he is projected to drop another 25,000. He is predicted to go underneath 500, and I am seriously tempted by Caleb if he drops cash.
0: I'm not. I think that he'll just be around the mark. Like He's doing exactly what I thought he would do, which is average around Around about 100, 100, and be around 500K the entire season. But he's if he drops,
1: t- if he drops even more, though, oh, tempting. The, the thing
0: is, most people are like I already have six premium defenders. Yeah, I'm like
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, Mister Rank 12,
0: mm-hmm. 1,200. Oh, sorry, you're, you're like literally the same. Thing. <laughs> I know you're three points behind me. I know, but I want to insult you. No, um, yeah, no, I, I think it's a decent option. Um, I wouldn't be sidewaysing any of my guys to him because he's not going to be that good. Uh, I'm waiting for Whitfield, and so I've got Laird currently in my midfield and playing well, high more on field. Um, that'll probably change this week depending on what happens with the rookies, but we'll have to have a look at that. But, yeah, so I don't see a market if you don't have Taleb Daniel where you would want to get him in unless you started with like three premium defenders, and, and I don't think many people did. So, um, yeah, he's, it's great for people not owning him. He's just going to potter along and and just you know not be damaging. He's not going to hurt you because he's not going to go like 150 in any given week. Speaking
1: of not damaging, Pelly has had two sub-100 scores out of three.
0: He's the one that you got to tag, and that's that's the problem.
1: 92, 145, and an 82. But I'm waiting. I'm hoping he strings another couple of low games together because, you know, when he goes on a heater, he absolutely towers up.
0: you got to be on him when he, when he goes big. Yeah.
1: 127, break even. I'm hoping he has another slow one because then his 145 will be out of his rotation, and happy days I'll be looking to cash in. 25% owned two, they'd be upset.
0: Uh, I kind of want that a little bit closer to the buyers uh, I, I don't want Bont to drop this much this early if if i can avoid it um he's someone that uh yeah i want around the buys area so i don't really want him to, to not kill it too early or to you know drop so much that i have to bring him in earlier or whatever No i
1: agree be. pretty close after the buys they play north gold coast adelaide melbourne essendon hawthorn so that's a real nice back end Oh that sounds good that's a nice nice back end they really play good. north melbourne twice Oh <laughs> oh, Bruce, look out. Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly right.
1: Geez, he'll, he'll win the Coleman just from two two games. Potentially. Um, I think that's it from that game. Adelaide versus Gold Coast. Obviously, the big Tex Walker train Yep, dominated. Uh, he gets up the ground a lot too, and he's kicking goals, kicks six goals again, getting contested he's, marks.
0: He's getting up the ground, but they're actually going through him. So what was happening in the last couple of years is that he was not getting on the end of their their ball transition and whether that's because he wasn't fit enough or whatever it was, um, and, you you know, these closing speed of the defenders they were getting their fists to it, he's now getting out in front. He's getting at five metres on these defenders and he's taking, you know, clean grabs out in front. And then when the ball moves forward, they've only got one guy that they're kicking to. And I don't know why... They have not started double teaming Tex. No,
1: they, Gold Coast tried to triple team him and he literally got a contested mark in (laughs) three others. I was like,
0: yeah, okay, whatever.
1: And he's like, get the fuck out of my forward line.
0: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. But it's quite clear the way that Adelaide are moving the ball. They're moving the ball to wherever Tex is. So one in front, one behind, and I have, like, Travis Cloak, literally, if he had this sort of ball movement, granted, he wouldn't kick six because he'd kick, you know, three goals, seven. Um, he'd be killing it as well. So I do like um, that you moved on, Tex. And, you know, it's probably my fault because I didn't watch round one and round two play and see him actually tear a game up and see how how impactful he's going. But I watched this week and I was like, wow, this is scary. (laughs) And now he's got North next week and Bruce just dropped 10 on them.
1: Yeah, so North Melbourne, I think Tex will be good. I actually think I can get him up until... And I can hold Tex, I think, to about round seven. And the reason is... They play Fremantle after North Melbourne. You saw what, uh, was it Mackay?
0: Yeah, Harry Mackay, yep.
1: But they have no tall defenders at Fremantle at the moment, especially big guys that can handle key forwards. Yep. And he tore them up. He had like 12 shots on goal. He did. And maybe two out in the full on top of that, 12 shots of scoring shots. And then they play Hawthorne as well. So Hawthorne, you know, I think Hawkins did quite well. Um, whoever the defender in Hawks was giving away uh, quite a few Keith, free kicks.
0: Keith gave away um, yeah, a couple of easy free kicks on him, yep.
1: Yeah, so I think Tex can go all the way through is it, to round no, um, and even then GWS round seven. Phil Davis is now injured, Joe. So what sort of big stocks do they have there? So he could actually get me through to around six or seven until I have to upgrade him.
0: Look, he could um, could
1: if he drops a stinker, then he's out on my side, and I'm ready to go.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I think his flaws could be raised quite substantially this year. Um, just because it looks like his contestant marking is back. He wasn't catching anything. So as long as as long as his contestant markings in, that's always going to score big points. And the best thing about Tex Walker, it's kind of like John O'Brown back in the day. If he's got it anywhere within 45 minutes on a set shot. Minutes it's, or meters? For 45 meters. <laughs> it's, it's going through the sticks. Like he's a very, very good set shot. And what I will say about the way that the forward lines have opened up this season is there's very few key forwards taking marks out in the wing. And when they are... They're easy snapshots from 25 meters. They're not taking them, you know, 45 meters out on the boundary line because that's the only space available. They're taking them either, you know, 30-degree angle, 45-degree angle. Yeah, it's very, very simple set shots now. Um, and that, I think, is impacting you as well. But, yeah, he obviously has a guy that can kick straight at, on set shots. That's really – because he would have kicked six, three, but two of them were snaps in general play of the behinds that he kicked. They're all I think all six of them were um, set shots, were they not?
1: Oh uh, yeah, one snap on the wasn't a set shot. Picked it up from the ground. Left foot on think, He's just through. a beautiful set shot. Oh, he, he is good. Yeah. Um Speaking of which, underrated under the the radar, Rory Sloan, five hundred and seven k. He's gone up thirty five. He was kind of thought about, but Hardigan he had such a, sorry. He Hardigan, yeah. yeah. Um, he had such a bad year last year. Couldn't stay on the track, but this year he, they were speaking about him nicely. I picked him up in a couple of draft leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is averaging one hundred nineteen. He went 141 this week. He has gone nearly three tons in a row. His first one, 119, 97, 141. Yep. I think he looks
0: good, to be honest. That looks great. The problem is he's held together with chewing gum. So uh, his only issue for standard... Chris, you are so wrong.
1: They... They spoke to the manufacturer. They said they wanted some <laughs> of that that some of that Power Ranger stance glue. That's what they wanted to hold Their his legs together. stance.
0: Show us your power stance. Yeah, they
1: found that glue and they're using that.
0: There's no way you can because, bring in Rusev. Well, that stans, unless it's like like that stance held up so well that that's what they used to hold his body up. What's what's his what's his game history like? Uh, let's pull it. That's up. horrible. No,
1: no, he played like, I think it was 12 21, 12 21, 12 21. And that's why I said he was going to do 21 this year because last year was like 12 games.
0: Yeah, I don't it's think he'll bring Rory Sloan in. Like, it, it's it's far too early in the season to be making calls of, like that. Chris, you, may, you, you also well... said
1: don't go Tex Walker because you'll just drop your 30.
0: Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, he's had, what did he have? 13, 13 scores, he... sub 52 or something in the last two years. Chris,
1: Chris says he's going to drop a 30, and then he watches the game going, geez, Tex Walker looks good.
0: <laughs> I literally changed my pants three times.
1: And I was the only one that got on. Um,
0: I was also the uh, last title of your sex tape. <laughs> Chris, you know you're always welcome. Yes, thank you very much.
1: Um, interesting. Okay, so interesting one for me. Rory led 95, just chipping away. Um, no, he had
0: like 10 tackles. That, like, He just butchered the ball, unfortunately. like that, That's a 120 game, what he had there. He just butchered the football, and that's, unfortunately, you just got to deal with that. It is what it is. Yeah,
1: Riley O'Brien was doing horrible until Wits went down with, I think it was like a PCL or some kind of uh, Yeah, knee. now Gold
0: Coast are in a world of hurt here because um, their second and third string Ruckman are both injured, injured, long-term injuries, and so they have to try and find a solution for this. What's likely going to happen um, is they think they could be you reckon Charlie Ballard?
1: Well, that's who was doing it, I think. So I
0: don't, I don't know if they will go to. I, I don't who, know who have they the, got. this the Smiths? supplemental rookie list work that, like that? Yeah, like, but not yet. They can,
1: not, I think there's allocated times that you can supplement. So I okay. think Zach Smith is injured. He'd be a nice cheap option if they. No, used he's him. definitely injured. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. They're all they're yeah. all
0: cooked. And their rookie ruckman is also injured. Like unless they want, they won't want to risk Ben King in there. So. You know they they really are short of options. I mean, I think Hugh Greenwood was chipping away there in the ruck, but he was obviously not even. Re- he was just trying to negate, not necessarily a Sean Grigg style ruckman. I don't know what they're going to do, but it's definitely going to impact their on ball brigade in moving forward. So
1: yeah, and they play West Coast. Oh geez, if you have oh, oh no no God. no sorry, that was round one. Oh, Carlton God. Bulldogs Sydney Collingwood. So maybe Collingwood by that stage. Yeah, hopefully well, Marshall will be back around. I mean, eight. the good
0: news is Pitney's not great. Obviously, yep. English, uh, English and, and Martin, Steph. Eh. They'll probably rest and Steph and for then that one. Hickey.
1: I reckon they might as well rest Steph for that one. <laughs> May as well. May as well. Sydney, yeah, Hickey might actually do alright. Collingwood, well, Grundy's averaging seven.
0: well, man. He is. Like, Hickey, Hickey's actually turned out to be quite a good pick for those that got him. But um, let's cover that. I suppose we can move on. There's not really much uh, else just on the Gold Coast. By, by the way, Noah Anderson is way, way better than I gave him credit for.
1: And I had him in draft, and he did so bad round one that I got rid of him in two leagues, Chris. But not even just his knew... scoring,
0: just like his oh, actual football ability. He's brilliant.
1: Yeah, yeah. well, because I remember I spoke, I think, when I saw the preseason before yeah, that he even played a game. I was watching him, mainly watching Rao, and he was kicking. He kicked it on an angle, under pressure, underneath some guy's arm and laid out someone 35 metres away on the
0: fly. Yeah, he's a good hit. He's he's also ability to absorb a tackle and get a handball out for a, a second year player essentially. Yep. Um, he's getting a lot more midfield time, obviously, with Rao going down, and so I really will enjoy watching his progression. Um, Is he I, like Walsh like a little bit more? He seems like a bit more of a workhorse. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Rao's
1: the you know the big bulky type, and he's I just mean, no the, one's the Walsh. Under- but
0: yeah, I agree.
1: No, I yeah, he's like a a wish. Yeah,
0: a wish version of Walsh. A Walsh
1: wish. Yes, do you have anything to say about Bose, Chris? Because he's chipped away.
0: Absolutely. Um, So Bose is now the third highest averaging defender. And uh, let me just pull that up. 146, 114.95. Yeah, so uh, he's averaging 118.3, just behind Callum Mills and Jordan Ridley, number one. Um, Look, he's absolutely destroying. Even that game, he started off slow and really came into it in the second half of the game. Uh, he's got a, again that perfect role. If someone doesn't lock him down moving forward, I'd be surprised. The attention that you know, like your Jaden Shorts, etc., that are get, are getting right now, that's what I think will happen to Jack Bowes eventually. But right now, he's got a free run. at it. No one's paying him any attention, and he's just cleaning up behind the ball, taking kickouts, being that distributor off half back, and it's suiting him perfectly. Um, again, still cheap, right? Like four. Well, he's gone up forty k now. Yeah, four
1: ninety-one k now. The guy,
0: he's the guy we said last week that if you had, say, a Duggan or one of those guys that you need to side swap out, that's the guy I would have got. But a lot of people didn't jump yeah, on. Whatever. Four, be. Well,
1: four percent owned, so he's he's definitely not too shabby on that front.
0: Nice and- little unique there.
1: Yeah, and hopefully you, you listened to Chris and didn't get on Lukosius like I said because Lukosius <laughs> <laughs> went in fifty nine There's a little smoky there. So he's still good. Still he's okay.
0: Lukosius is the classic example He's a good footballer, but not necessarily good for Supercoach. Meanwhile, Just the role's not there. Uh,
1: before we move on, Barry from Adelaide, I'm happy he got some tackles and kicked some goals because he was doing horrible for a lot of that game.
0: Yeah, role change for Barry this week. He played a lot more forward pocket um, and less. He did kick a goal late in the game, which obviously helped and, his score. And he
1: started to tackle a lot more when yep. it was on the line a bit. Um, Roe actually did well, was on 40 at halftime and finished on 40. Killed uh, me. Well I had, he had on field. Well, and he had the ball. Someone, I think Tex Walker handballed it ahead of himself, and then Rowe gets like the handball receive or something from someone and then kicks it out in the full. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah,
0: killed me. Like, he did get some disposals, did some nice things in the second half, but then he had some turnovers and things that just did not work in his favor. Um,
1: Keep loopholing him, though, if you can. Right. He's due for another
0: is, good score. So my point. other forward options, because, they I, suck, yeah. because I wanted Ridley in, unfortunately it meant that I had to trade my last DPP player out of my midfield into the forward line, which was Campbell. I played Campbell on field as well, so I got double whammied, obviously. Um, and then... So on my bench, I had Scott and Fulton, both who outscored Rowe. But I, like I thought, Rowe was a better choice out of those three. Scott played really good, so I'm actually looking to keep Scott because I think that he played well enough to keep his spot in the side. Yeah, same here. Um, and McNeil, by the way, I think they both played really well, which I was surprised they were even named. Let alone um now work their way into a th- uh, now fourth game. So, yep.
1: but again, if you're playing North Melbourne, you're not going to get dropped. So <laughs>
0: that's probably true,
1: unless you play for North Melbourne. Um. Okay, so Richmond and Sydney. Now, this was probably the game of the round, I think, as far as surprises. Saints and Essendon was definitely a surprise also. My tipping is wrecked. Do not bet on any sports at the start of the season. You honestly have no <laughs> idea. Well, there's months of data that you have no idea. You come in and things can get flipped,
0: and it is, it's it's well, pleasant. Sydney are definitely a surprise packet so far this year because, I mean, it's all built on their pressure game yep. and how they're actually applying pressure and their kids that are applying the pressure.
1: So what interests me now is you look at some of these players, right? So Callum Mills playing in that midfield. If they win more games, which it looks like they will now, his average now could definitely increase based on bigger percentage of the pie in more winning games.
0: Yeah, so what we thought he might average at the start of the season compared to what he is now could potentially be... Five points? So if I'm saying 105 at the start of the season, which is where I... I was saying 105 to 110. It now could be 110 to 115. Actually, I think I was saying 105 to 115, depending on how it goes. But Yeah. Um, look, he's averaging 118 at the moment. He had that really big game week. Was it week one? He went 150. Yep. And then he had a, a lot. 93, 109. He's still very – he looks good. Yeah. I mean, look, I really like Mills. Again, is it someone that you're going to sideswipe to? No. But is he a guy that you can look at too if you get an injury or in, during the season – as an upgrade target around the buyers, look, definitely an option. Um, I just don't think he's a must-get. No, I'm just right upset
1: now. that um, he got knocked out in that Amy game because I had him in my side, and then I thought I'll throw a left field and bring in Luke Ryan. Well, And um, that has not gone well for me so far.
0: You know what is going well for you? What? Uh, not fading Jake Lloyd, who is the fifth-rank uh, defender at the moment, averaging 112.7. Which is pretty much what we said, right? We were yeah. like, okay, he's going to drop. But yeah, he's he'll not probably gonna... average
1: you 110. He might drop, but he's he's definitely serviceable.
0: Absolutely. And, we, I mean, we knew going into the Richmond game that he was probably going to be one to benefit anyway from the points. Um, but at 116, I was hoping for more, I'll be honest. But, I mean, you can't really complain with a 116 when you, the top scorer was 120. Like, okay, I'll take that. Dusty got
1: lucky late too. Dusty Martin, end up with an 85. He could have very easily got like a 70-odd. He just chipped away, championed out his love child. He he just does the right thing, and then he got the ball, and he kicks it, and I'm like, please be a stuff-up, like intercept mark something, and then, no, just happens to hit a contest or hit someone on the lead inside 50, and I'm like, damn it.
0: Yeah. Oh well, he's a good player, right? Yeah, he is. He is a good player. And he's <laughs> but an eighty five is exactly what we'd expect from like a bad game from Dusty. Like, you know, like But that's his flaw. He, dro- he wasn't that great and he got an eighty five, which is awesome. He drops the occasional sixty five to seventy score, but he's it's more eighties. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Like when he has a bad game, it's going to be more of an yeah. eighty and less of a sixty. Yeah. Um non-
1: look, so non owners are kind of hoping for maybe two 80s in a three game sample.
0: This is, this is Dusty. If yeah. you didn't know it before last week, well now you know. <laughs> like um True. the reason I didn't get him last week is because he's not a must have early in the season he's just not he's he's just he's going to drop another few poor scores and he's going to average around 100 like that's what he's going to do like if he goes we've said this before his best ever season where he was literally had PBs all across the park won every award under the sun he averaged 119 like even that is not like it's great but it was 10 points per game to more than his next best so it, I think he's going one ten this year, to be honest. Which would be his second best season. Yeah, and so or close it, to. But if that happens, great. Is he going to be much more expensive than what he is now? No. So, like, why bother? Because again, these eighty fives, these seventies, or whatever, they're in his game. Yep, you'll be able he's to gonna pick gonna him drop up. Drop a for... bad score, he'll drop fifty k, and you can pick him up.
1: Yeah, simple. Between 500, 550, hundred, five fifty, you'd be. Oh, absolutely, it's going with... to happen. I can yeah. guarantee it. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, what has interested me though is with. Sydney they've um like in previous weeks Parker's kind of taken a back seat. JPK's taken a little bit more of a back seat. Golden actually did really well. He just missed a few possession like you know butchered yeah. it a little. Uh, but Richmond's pressure is usually pretty big and it was quite an intense game so I'm not too surprised there.
0: Well, Campbell a was a surprising
1: um, one. Campbell had like 55 or something dream team. Half yeah. of that for Supercoach just hit some really good passes and then missed a few. And it was the same though, again, with
0: Golden. Golden was 98 Dream Team.
1: Yeah, so you take that. You, yeah. you know it's gonna happen. Um, yeah, I'm not too upset with that. When you have a look at their you know opponents coming up, you've got Essendon, GWS, Gold Coast. I think three favorable games where they could do really well. Geelong yep. will be a tough one, but again, I think Sydney's too quick for Geelong at well, the I moment. Mean,
0: Impy was 109, Giath was like 115 today. Like they actually have a pretty good draw
1: after watching their three games. So Essendon, GWS. Gold Coast Geelong Melbourne Collingwood Fremantle Carlton Saints Hawks
0: I mean look that's not bad there's no way I'm getting off Campbell and as golden and um and Warner look to be fantastic rookie selections they'll be in our teams until at least potentially even right up to the buy depending well on that, that was
1: Hawks are they're the, the finishing of their buy and I plan on keeping probably uh, those rookies will be last to leave my field I think
0: yeah I think so as well so and the Campbell of Warner
1: Campbell. and golden they're they are because they they do have a, a high ceiling, so I'm I'm tempted to leave them, and they're my last upgrades. I know it's tempting sometimes to jump on that cash train, but if you're leaving guys like Rowe cetera, on field, then you're going to hurt. So leave the guys like that. They'll still chip away. They'll get you a big score, but points on field I think is key.
0: Yeah, th- th- I mean, there's a they'll go up a lot quicker, and it, the temptation is going to be oh, okay, they break-evens at, say, a 20 or a 30. I might cash this out a little bit early and then jump jump up to a premium or a sub-premium or a fallen premium, whatever it may be. Um, I would advise against that with these guys because these guys are guys that can jump onto your field and, and bag you 100 in any given week. And you don't want to be the guy that traded him and then he goes 100 and then he makes another two weeks more cash gen. So... Um, yeah, try to avoid if you can as much uh, yeah, unless you need to. I think that happened with Walsh. I think a
1: few people moved early yeah, to get Walsh off the field and then he later, went like one forty. 140, yeah, one forty five scored, um just went big. Yep. Uh so an interesting one there. But yeah, Sydney I think are uh, probably at the moment one of the most desirable teams to watch. Uh, Absolutely. Apart from that though, I think you're right. Yeah, Hickey won twelve. Um uh, he was he's gone up seventy one thousand. That's yeah, actually quite you. quite impressive. He actually
0: has worked. And well, if you don't, don't think anyone went on him because there was so many rookies that everyone just—if they were going to go rookies, they're going to go cheap in the ruck line. They went with the Flynn Meek or the Flynn Hunter. Yeah, six
1: percent went there, and um, I did recommend it. If you went with a ruck option that wasn't Gorn or Grundy, then uh, we recommended that you probably went with uh, Hickey. Well, and uh, I
0: said last week as well. If you had say Riley O'Brien, I'd probably trade him to Hickey this week.
1: Yeah, well, he's made seventy-one k. He's yeah, had, what, two really good rounds, so 123, 79, and 112. I think you can't be too upset with that. Now, it's funny because there's a big debate at the moment. Everyone's like, oh, see, Gordon and Grundy, I told you. And everyone else is like, well, hang on, Flynn's not that far behind. But again...
0: A few different things about that. But
1: I- if you didn't have Gordon and
0: Grundy this week, then who are you captaining? Because you lost a lot of points this That's week. That's it. So captain is one consideration. The other consideration is, okay, so Flynn might not be on your field, but the rookies that have scored so far this season have scored pretty damn well. So imagine if you didn't get a a Campbell and then last week you missed out and his one eighteen, you know what I mean? Like there's there's other considerations to you know about that. So um, I don't know. Look, who's winning? I'm glad to have Gorn and Grundy because they haven't lost much cash. It looks like Grundy's about to go back up um, with Gorn's score. His break even's now I think like one thirty or something. So he could even go back up again. He's seven twenty. Like how you get like it's it's, yeah, it's never crazy. it was never okay. Um, yeah, Flynn's going to be a great scorer, therefore we should just go with Flynn. No, it was always how the hell are you ever going to get Gorn and Grundy? Yeah, it's true. Because they're still going to be that much better.
1: How many players are you trading just to get in one player? And every
0: week that goes past, you look at Gorn and Grundy and go, I hope they don't score, I hope they don't score, I hope they don't score. The one thing that I've learned about this year and the way that we played it this year and that I've really enjoyed – is that we started with all the big guns and if there was a problem, we're able to trade out of them because they're more expensive, right? So we had Neil, it was a problem, we trade out, we get the best available next situation. If yep. you don't start And we both, both way, went
1: Ridley, who we both felt was a must-have at right, that point.
0: Yep. By not going that way, you're always playing catch-up. You're always hoping that they go down or you're hoping this. You don't have to worry. Like I, I literally haven't worried about Supercoach for the first time in so long. Because I'm not banking against players that are going to go huge and ridiculously ruin my season. Yep. So, yeah, they drop you some knowledge. Well done.
1: <laughs> yeah, Chris learns um, slightly later than usual. Um, okay, so moving on. Essendon and Saints. Basically, the Ridley show absolutely towed up. I think he even sat out a bit of the, the end of the game.
0: Just sat the last eight minutes of the last quarter. Jeez. They're like, no, no, you've done enough, mate. <laughs> yeah. like, it's okay. We don't need to defend anymore. <laughs> we're, up by, <laughs> we're up by those so much. <laughs> So many Actually, points. Actually, if you guys just want to kick like 10 goals right now, we won't even care. Just go and do it. <laughs>
1: yeah, we're just going to bench half our team. Uh, yeah. I thought Stringer was quite serviceable coming back. I think kick four goals in the first half. Something crazy. Zach Merritt chipping away. Parrish, I think, was the really
0: impressive one. I think he just hated being shelved in the forward line. And Can we just say right now, don't select Parrish? Because this is what's going to happen. The next three or four games. No, Parrish is, is a midfielder. Yeah, yeah. Parrish is irrelevant. Yeah, for the next three or four games, he will be. And then game five and six is back and forth. <laughs> don't yep. do it. Hey, it's, just don't do it, Chris. It's like it's like just don't do it.
1: It's like women. Yeah, for four I weeks. Do it. For four weeks, they're God's greatest I gift. For four weeks, they're God's greatest gift on earth. And on the fifth week, the bill arrives. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh wow! We've, sometimes I tell you what we have a good time, but it's problem. <laughs> you know what happens? We get through the half of the next beer. And then oh, I'm already sudden, done. <laughs> So we we realise that Ben's limit is, once he gets to two, it's all over. Um, Anyway,
1: uh, Waterman 81, um, definitely a wait wait and see. Now, it's easier to score 81 when you absolutely smear the shit out of people with 143 um, (laughs) points on the scoreboard. So sorry to Saints, sorry to my cousin who's a big Saints supporter.
0: The one thing I don't like about the 81 is he kicked two goals with that. And so that's... Well, that's not not bad though. No, 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 it's not a bad thing. In a landslide. I'm just saying that... I I want to see him score without goals because he's not going to score goals every week. True. So especially his role, because he wasn't playing in the pocket, was he? I didn't even watch the game. I watched watched, watched a little bit of the game.
1: At at what point you just kind of, you know, you just don't want to watch people just struggle. (laughs) Um, But an interesting one there. I think the one person that can hold themselves high was Steele. Obviously, Highmore was a big issue. I actually commented on that the – Half time they said, "Oh, um, oh we needed to do something or you know, we need to turn something around." And I was like, "Well, you could hire more defenders or just get Hiremore More back." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, I think Hiremore More comes back and is is a, a good topic of conversation this week because he's still obviously on the bubble and he has the lowest break even of anyone on the bubble. So for those guys that um, have an injury again, maybe a young. Yeah, yeah he's just done his hammy.
1: He's minus 68. Um, I, I I think he has to come back in after a performance like that. Carlisle didn't really take his spot. Carlisle was he's chopping out, russie, he was yeah, yeah. chopping out the ruck. Um, so he was replacing, I think, a, a banged up um, hunter. Yep. So uh, I think it'll be interesting there. And if anything, you know, when you look at the players that the aggression's now out, he's done his Achilles. So yep. that kind of frees up some uh, other possible spots.
0: Well, What it means is that, like, I, I didn't again, I didn't watch the game. Um, so unfortunately, but I would assume that, say, uh, a Hunter Clark might have paid a little bit more behind the ball instead of on the ball. So, with Gresham out, they probably want that more X factor in yep. that midfield. That's a Hunter Clark, yeah.
1: I thought so, Coffield like butchered it a bit. Dut- uh, butler hasn't done much at all. Yeah, normally last year he was getting everything served to him on a plate, that Butler, but um, <laughs> yeah, this year he's learning he has to do all the dishes and do all the hard work. So,
0: fair enough, classic. In a classic Butler reference. I respect that.
1: Yeah. You know, some people say I recycle jokes,
0: but I just like to wash it up. Or sometimes you do both. I don't know if you have time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We've got a Home Depot, Frank the Tank.
0: <laughs> got a nice little Saturday planned. Yo, yo, you do this. I, I do one.
1: I, I do one. I do one. We're streaking. Um, okay, that was a, a nice little old school reference. Hey, I'm glad I picked up on Dude, this, Chris. There's a reason I invite you. Old over.
0: school is still my favorite comedy of wow. all time. Oh, it's great. It's just brilliant. The first scene, they literally he's in a conference and he's leaving early to go home, and he gets the taxi, and he, the taxi he goes. It's like, oh, the uh, the seatbelt's broken. What do you recommend I do with this? And tax <laughs> driver turns to him and says, I recommend you stop being such a faggot. <laughs> and he just goes, oh. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, it's just the... Uh, <laughs> uh, and that was a direct
1: quote. That is not um, Chris yes. marginalizing uh, no, people. No, that's definitely not. Uh, can we talk about West Coast Port Adelaide? So we the can. next one here, interesting. Dan Houston chipped away again, uh, just short of the time with the 95. So he is definitely doing well. Boke got a 104. Probably there wasn't too many that can hold themselves high. Port Adelaide, I think. Got Cough Houston. Cough Houston. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Boke, I think, did quite well. Houston did quite well. Amon, I think, has been a big surprise. I was big on him in the preseason. Problem was he averaged quite well last year, so he was not enough meat he's, on the bones yeah, for me exactly in, in right. draft leagues, but he's been very serviceable. He's had
0: some mid-rotations. Like, he usually plays on a wing, and he's actually had some on-ball rotations. So, yeah. um,
1: so Butters tends to – I think Butters will improve in the winter um, because in summertime, Butters just seems to melt. <laughs> um, he needs to be nice and firm. I think in the winter, Butters should do a bit better.
0: Look, he's still averaging well. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you got okay, – but, so but the top 1,000 – They traded him in last week, that The top 1,000.
1: The top 1,000 that had him are definitely straight out of that top 1,000. <laughs> so it oh, no. uh, averages out. The I think look, it was 37% of the top 1,000. I think Butters enjoyed. is a
0: good selection. For the year. But you got to look at Butters as that because he has that in him. He's got a poor score in him. like You know what happened,
1: though? Butters did really well on his own, and then all of a sudden you bring in Rosie, and then they both do shit.
0: So I don't know what it's going to look like moving forward. I still think Butters averages around about 95, maybe 95 to 100, which is still going to be enough for the top 10 forwards anyway. And he is a top 10 forward right now. Dude, just don't expect those 160s. Like, that's an aberration. Like, that's not going to happen very often during the season. He's he's that guy that can drop you a 40, but he can also drop you a 120. Chris, All I'm right?
1: going gonna, gonna to pull a Supercoach Elites here. Butters is averaging 130.5 without Rosie and averaging 55 with <laughs> Rosie. <laughs>
0: I mean, you're not wrong. You're
1: not wrong. <laughs> um, definitely not wrong. But when we look at the West Coast side, Gaff, I think played a lot more inside, which was
0: lovely to see. Hearn averaging really well, by the way. But again, oh, ha- Hearn. S- s- um, they call old him old man Hearn. Yeah, they they call him soft tissue Hearn. Um, probably wouldn't touch him, but uh, yeah, keep going.
1: Well, yeah, well, it's a long season, so at some point he's going to get hurt for sure.
0: <laughs> that was bad. That was, <laughs> you've had you've made some bad puns. That one was really bad. <laughs> That's not good. Well, you know, sixty percent of the time it works every time.
1: <laughs> um, Hern is doing pretty facts, well. Shuey Shuey comes back in, towels up, gets like you know leather poisoning, and then does his hamstring again. I think was it hamstring yeah. with not long to go, ten minutes or less.
0: Yeah, uh, really late in the game. Yeah,
1: really upsetting. So what I'm hoping is that Gaff now played slightly inside more. Got the ball more, so I'm hoping they kind of
0: let him keep that role because he was quiet otherwise. Uh, I could not give two shits about Gaff. He will never make my standard side ever, 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 forever, ever. You realize this is Gaff and not Dom Sheed, right? Why are you taking it so personally? Gaff has never, ever proven elite scoring ever. Every time he goes on this run of 120s, he lasts five, He goes on this purple patch in the middle of the season where he averages 120. He doesn't have a really high ceiling. It's always like 120, 21 20, for five weeks. And then he drops off the bandwagon every single season. And then he end up averaging somewhere between 105 to 108. He's not a premium midfielder. So just don't. I just don't want him. I don't want any part of him at all ever.
1: Jeez, Chris is going on a tire here. I might need, just, like, I might need some. Wrong. I might need some gaffer tape to <laughs> shut you up. Uh, Hearn, yeah, then let, let's nothing, talk about let's talk that. about Hearn though. Five hundred and five thousand, still very cheap. Gone up twenty-seven thousand, averaging one fourteen
0: point three. Yeah, no, he's he's averaging well as a defender, I th- and, and he's I think playing he on can-
1: playing a lot, kicking long from the the from the kick-ins. Yep. Uh, uh yeah, he's definitely someone. But again, if you didn't start with him with that injury risk, it's hard to bring in someone like that because you know that you might have to trade them out again. anyway. season
0: is twenty two games. Ask any Josh Kelly owner. Ask anyone. <laughs> oh, yeah, doesn't matter ask if any, you win by an inch or a mile. Yeah, <laughs> ask any super
1: coacher, any real super coacher. <laughs> Doesn't matter if you win by a point or a, <laughs> yeah, exactly right. or an Essendon flogging. Winning's <laughs> winning. Um, yeah, so interesting there. Um, West Coast, yeah, I mean, Gaff, he's so Hearn's doing quite well. What's he gone? He's gone 118, 117, 108, very consistent. I think that rolls his. Uh, it helps what happens
0: when Witherden oh, isn't. he score well. Like, I think great for draft teams. You just can't bring him in in standard. You just can't do it. So he's, he's going to miss three to four games.
1: I hope Witherden doesn't play all year. Gaff. Uh, so Gaff. Why do I keep saying Gaff? Hearn retires. And then Witherden takes all that kick-ins. Oh, that will happen. Be,
0: Next year, uh, oh. Witherden will be a very good selection once Ham retires, which I think will be this year. I think this is this is Hearn's last year.
1: Yeah, I think so. But I'm hoping Hearn doesn't get injured because then Witherden will play and then peak his price, which will be really
0: upsetting. Which you might want to bring him in this year.
1: Um, Carlton, very, very surprising. We did say it was the Walsh versus Brayshaw show, and Walsh held up that it, show. It only
0: ended up being the Walsh show. Um, well, uh, we saw the, the – bounce actually, before the bounce – David Teague was on Fox Footy, and they said, you know, how do you see the matchups today? Um, will you think, you know, tags in vogue? Will you think about sending a tag to someone? And he said, yeah, we're going to probably use Ed Kernow today to nullify either one of um, Brayshaw or Chera, whoever's. Here. And and of course, at the first centre bounce, bang, straight to Brayshaw, and he tagged in the entire day, basically, um, especially in the contest, and he definitely did his job. Like I think he's, I still think Ed Kernow is. If Matt DeBoer wasn't – well, he's now injured. Well, he's if injured, yeah. Matt DeBoer wasn't on a list, Ed Cano would be the best tagger in the league.
1: Yeah, I agree. So, and not only that, he, he hurts you in a way that you don't get the ball, but then he gets the ball. Yeah. And it's like the biggest mock that you could ever do to a player, where it's like, "Hey, I'm going to stop your influence. You're not going to get the pill if you if you pick, also, if you going to pick it up
0: ball from fifty yeah. meters on us on an angle. Like oh, that was good. Off balance, straight through the big sticks. But yeah. it's like,
1: if you pick up the ball, I'm going to tack you, tackle you. You won't get a disposal. You'll." You'll touch the leather, but I'll tackle you next minute. I get the ball, I run away, and then you're too busy trying to stay away from me that I get the ball. It's funny. It's exactly what happens when
0: Dow has no pressure.
1: <laughs> oh, actually, now we can actually speak about Dow. Now, this is the funny thing
0: because so in, in our
1: chat, we started this little uh, thing because it was like, he had handball receives <laughs> directly to him. Oh, wait. As
0: My name's Paddy Dow. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Where's Im- the it ball? It's a hot potato. Like the,
1: oh. the amount of implied pressure in his fucking head must be so high. He had a handball directly to him and then
0: butchers it four times. I'm sure. i I'm actually positive. There's only one way to explain how he's still in the team. At training, he must towel up. He must like no pressure at training. No. Like does whatever he wants. Chris, I sent an 360 email. 360 spins, kicks the ball. Chris, I sent an email.
1: Out. I sent an email.
0: <laughs> what did the email say?
1: Okay, so I had to go
0: through unofficial
1: sources. Unofficial obviously. sources.
0: Um, Dow. Do you emailed your mum, didn't you? <laughs> oh,
1: excuse me, my mum is very official. Um, uh, no, Dow is the snitch of Carlton. That's why he's in the team. He gives them all the dirt. Or the down low. That's how he keeps playing, Chris. He's the snitch. And then he reinvests that Dow. Oh, oh, he did not just do that. <laughs> but, and it's funny because they say stitches, uh, snitches get stitches, but he's never close enough to the contest. So, um,
0: uh, yeah. Well, uh, one thing I will give, Dow, he actually does go in hard of the ball. He just, unfortunately. It's in the change rooms. <laughs> no, he does go out of the ball, but invariably he gives away a free kick or doesn't do it effectively and, and actually gets possession of the footy. Like it's, he's just three percent off being a football player. Like, and that three percent is enough that he can't kick straight. When he make he makes bad decisions and he tackles ineffectively and and does, makes it ridiculous errors in the contests. He's just not AFL ready. That's what I mean. Like, I'm sure he's going to be the greatest VFL player of all time, but he steps onto an AFL level uh, field. With the higher pressure, and for whatever reason, he cannot perform, and I don't know what that is. It's probably more mental than it is physical, but that's why I've been. I haven't seen uh, all preseason. I was like, I haven't seen it yet. So stop talking about. It. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Excuse me, you saw it for one game, one preseason game. Thank yes. you very much. We saw it for, and it wasn't. It was anyway, like half a preseason now, game.
1: I'm upset, right, Sam Walsh?
0: Why he, would you be upset with that? No,
1: no, no. He he did really well. What I'm upset with is twice he kicked the ball to McKay, right. Oh. Three yeah. times. Well, three. But, and he missed – did he it, miss the third as well? It was three, my lord. Three. three. Three, my lord.
0: <laughs> it was three. Mark on the lead, so yeah. great inside 50. But, yeah, missed the goal assist. Goal assist, goal assist, goal assist. Yeah, it was three. Oh, that's so upsetting. I, I was think like, he kicked six goals six for the day. No, he, he kicked uh, uh,
1: seven, five, and then two, five. two out in the full or something. Yeah. I think
0: it was horrible. Yeah, uh, it's so what wasn't day. Even a scoring assist. Yeah, no. No, and, and unfortunately, like, he also kicked um, two balls out in the full. So from his 37 disposals – like, that could oh, yeah. have been 160. And one of them, he, hit, he was trying to hit Crips on a
1: lead. and I was like, what are you doing? You kicked it out in the full. I'm like...
0: Yeah, another one. Anyway, he still looks another good, though. He,
1: he still works very hard.
0: Another one.
1: I think with his the role that he's gone into, similar to last year, I think the more time he's there, the better he will become anyway.
0: Also, I want him to kick more. He's still ball. cheap. He's handballing way too much. Yeah. I don't know if he's uh, too reliant on handball. But he needs to trust his kicking a little bit more, especially his long kicking, because and maybe that's not the Carlton game plan and maybe that's why. But I would rather him kick than a lot of other people in the team. And I know he's not a fantastic kick. But he's serviceable long kick to a contest, and that's great for Supercoach. So I would really appreciate that a little bit more, especially yeah, moving he, forward.
1: I think he's so good in tight with so much spatial awareness that he's hitting people in the open with his handballs, and that's what's killing. Like It's, it's good. What I've been yeah. impressed
0: with is his actual ground ball work at the contests in the clearances. He's been That's gone straight through the roof because obviously we know his real weapon is his spread and his ability to get off, uh, off the chain. Now his ball in close and his contestable and his handball inside pre clearance disposals, I've been super impressed with, and that's really come through in his super coach scores. So when he you know turns the ball over or whatever it may be, he's supplementing them with high ball gets. So um, how's yeah. this though, right? So Sam Walsh
1: was five forty odd thousand. Mm-hmm. He's now averaging one seventeen over three with a one twenty two or one oh five and a one twenty four, and he only goes up fourteen thousand.
0: Yeah, well So that's it, still it'll a, be a great slow price burn from him, yeah.
1: Yeah, but that's for 557,000. It's easy enough for people to still bring him in, which is you know, you could do a lot worse to be honest.
0: Well, yeah, if you get an injury, he's someone you can definitely look at. I wouldn't be you know going out of my way to make trades to get him in. No, not now. Yeah. Round 3 you're kind of done for a bit. And um, you yeah, know, Cripps looked great, but he's still his efficiency is still well down on what Cripps is. Like Cripps needs to be have a handball efficiency of 95%. Because he's kicking so bad and erratic that, it, you know, that's what counterbalances it. Now, when he's turning the ball over in the contest, that's when he's not scoring like he should have. Like, he played very well in the weekend, but his score was only 109. Now, he could have that could have been a 150 game for, for Cripps if his efficiency was a lot higher. So, I'll be interested to see how he performs this week. Yeah, and the thing with backs, like we know, they take longer to heal. For a start. And they, and recovery is a lot harder. So he could have gone out and felt nothing and felt fine. And the next day he wakes up and his back's an issue again. So I will be interested to see if he can back it up this week. I just wouldn't bank on it right now. Yep. Um, so talk how we about
1: go. Doherty, Chris, because you were comparing him to the Ridmaster.
0: I was, yeah. I had a big um, rant. Was, it was actually more in the Dr. Supercoach Slack, actually. Um, I was chatting. Um, in terms of... Um, Uh, Statistically
1: You just did a fun with uh, Dick and Jane Hey, how are your statistics? (laughs) I'm being indicted Indicted
0: You're welcome Statistics? Um, How are your statistics, Chris? Statistically uh, Doherty There's not much difference between Doherty and Ridley The biggest difference is that Doherty is not confirmed To take every single kick out like Ridley is Um, So he doesn't get those those free points Um, What I did notice is though uh, Last week he was playing a different role than he did the first two weeks. So the first two weeks he played on Dusty as a almost a, a lockdown when Dusty was forward. And last week he played definitely more defensively. This week he actually was playing as that intercepting defender, the one behind the ball in between the contest and and was that really easy, cheap um, sideways possession. And so the, like the 109 I thought was actually conservative for him because – a lot of his kicks and handballs were sideways and not forwards. And that's an issue for supercoach scoring. So if we can correct that to more forward possessions, that could have been a 121-30 game easily for him. Um, now, the one thing I like about him from a guy who owns Doherty is he's averaging basically the exact same as Thomas Stewart, but was 50K cheaper. So I like that. Yay for me. Yay for me. That's it. That's all I got. Um, yeah, that's him. In a nutshell, no. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, cannot.
1: You have... <laughs> Look, Chris, as it's, it's been a while.
0: No, this is me in a nutshell. <laughs> Help! I'm in a nutshell. How did I get into this <laughs> nutshell? Fair enough. Um, now they had some. Uh, there was some. There was some injuries, obviously, in that game. So. Uh, uh, who was injured for Dockers? They had they had quite a few. So, uh, Lee, uh, so um, Young, Hayden Young, did Young, a, I thought they hammy, said he got yeah nah, he, confirmed hamstring. Yeah, today. confirmed Hammy. Um, so whether that's a light hamstring, it's a one to two, or if it's a three to four, like a conventional hamstring. That's fr- who knows. The one thing I hate about soft tissue injuries for a guy like Young is his weapon is his boot. So is it his kicking leg?
1: Yeah, that'd be the difference. Uh, um, that would suck. If apparently, Luke league. Luke Ryan had a sore calf, but still managed to get up and play, which is good. Uh, I think they rested him the end of the game, just you know, precautionary. The mm. game was
0: done. May as well. They were getting absolutely smushed.
1: Yeah, yep, for sure. Um, not sure about the rest. though. Dow was the worst performing statistics. I think Lockie Schultz
0: also was injured. As there's a few. Well. From,
1: there's a couple from Carlton. Yeah.
0: Uh, from uh, from Frio. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Schultz. Yep. Yeah. So I think he was injured also. Um, Luke Parks was uh, serviceable I actually really enjoyed his game I think he retains his spot um, he got a 51 on debut he's a 102k de- uh, defender he's sort of that third interceptor but played um, the Williamson's role um, so played very locked down but also did get up the ground here and there he's got a long raking boot on him he can kick the leather off the footy so um, that was good to watch um, I think Dow gets dropped this week
1: Possible Cedarfield
0: is fit I think Dow's out, done. Because Eddie Betts, even though he only scored the one goal, his pressure around the ball was elite. And it did a lot of those like 1% of things that it managed to keep the ball forward or or just did that little bit extra lunge to tip, tip a ball, things like that, that just they're intangible. You can't put, it, put a price on them. So I think Eddie Betts played fantastic. Gibbons is still playing well. I think Setters comes back. I think Dow's gone. I think so. Uh, he might have to trade him.
1: Yeah, I think you're fair. Uh, moving on, GWS—they uh, were actually doing really well, really competitive the first half. And then, when you have a look at it, De Boer got injured. Clayton Claytonova then started to actually get off the leash. She was on nine super coach at halftime, which was hilarious. Ended up what scoring a fifty-eight point. Second half, basically. Yeah, well,
0: Matt DeBoer got injured. Yes. So that released the tag. What they did then was they tried to switch Cullen Ward directly onto um, Oliver to still try to, to curb his influence. It's just not the same. Um, Tim Taranto, I watched the entire game and watched him honestly destroy. Like, he was definitely their best player on the day. Um, he has the role, and with now, Canelio is also down. Um, they've confirmed that that's a synosmosis.
1: Yeah, but I think they're time frame, I think it was more... On know, the lighter posi- side?
0: Well, I don't know. I haven't I haven't heard. I, I think it's going to be minimum six weeks. Because they were talking about even
1: possibly after the season at some point.
0: Yeah. Well, no, they thought it was um, Achilles at one point. Ah, right. So, yeah. He's had syndesmosis before, though. Yeah, so, yeah. And so that could be another issue. And, yeah, so... Um, so what do you see for the changes then? Because I think, what,
1: green... Probably comes in first rotation. Then you have Hopper, Toronto, Kelly. Are probably their only main go-to's now. Yeah.
0: Well, they're they're playing Kelly forward, because, Kelly oh, Kelly forward, Kelly forward, because they don't have someone that can equally play in that position. Like Kelly kicked what two goals, three goals, two goals. And don't get me wrong, like, he's obviously getting mid-rotations, but he's not as a primary midfielder right now. He's playing it as a, as a half-forward flanker.
1: Surely that has to change, though. Like, when you have, so, Finn Laysen, you have... Uh, well, they want,
0: they want Whitfield in that role, don't they? Like, what's what happens with Whitfield when he comes back? Hopefully I think Whitfield plan, soon.
1: Huh? Hopefully Josh Kelly pulls his finger out because he's, what, 6% owned and he's stinking carpet on my bench getting outscored by Taranto.
0: Yeah, look. I I, well. yeah, I think
1: if, if you have either, I think you have to hold at this point because I think Whitfield coming back will make a world of difference for a lot of people, but Toronto, I think, is cheap enough. You're going to have highs and lows. The problem is the, the, guys role, that,
0: the guys that they have that, that could potentially come in, like Nick Shipley, who was the sub this week, he's a midfielder. Does he play on a half-forward line? Maybe. Unlikely. So I think that if they're going to play someone like a Shipley, they're probably going to play him as a on-baller. He's probably going to be that bench guy that has you know, 60, 65% time on ground and then, you know, and he's rotating through all the mids. I, I just can't see a world where those injuries actually impact positively for Kelly at this point.
1: I think we need Hogan. We need. Riccardi Him- still to Himmelberg, come back.
0: Riccardi. So they've got to come back this week or next Finlayson. week.
1: Finlayson. Then I think it's okay. With Green, then I think Josh Kelly gets a free pass.
0: Yep. Um, now, what I did like, and this could be something to watch, especially for draft and for other considerations, maybe their game style was that switch everything, switch everything early. And so that Isaac Cumming, um, Connor Iden and Lockie Ash all had fantastic scores because they literally just kept switching the ball to each other and just shared it among that back line. Um, so I really liked the idea of potentially jumping on one of these guys early in a draft league. Because they're going to be scoring well consistently moving forward. Because that first up football, that's what I think GDRS want to be producing on a weekly basis.
1: We should have really gone early on coming.
0: Usually <laughs> I always do.
1: Well, normally our views are quite premature, but with coming we weren't. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, well, well, I did mention him, Chris. Now, remember, we had the whole coming versus Ash jokes and I said coming is probably the one and you said, no, 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 Ash uh, is the one. Well,
0: Ash actually played better. Coming just gets free points because he's taking kickouts.
1: Supercoach, who's better?
0: Yeah, exactly right.
1: Yeah. yeah, thank you. Ash is a way better player. Ash played so good on no, the No, they are good, and I think Cumming has done very well. He scored ninety nine this week. Um last week he got a hundred and the first week eighty one. So he is averaging a nice crisp ninety three point three. He was cheap too. He was like, what was he? Like two eighty. 280. Yeah. Like not cheap, cheap, but you know, for a young cheap. Imagine having young and then seeing him get injured on bugger all and then seeing well, someone go coming.
0: What woo-hoo. we what we've um found out is the best uh, mid price option was Jath. So, yeah, I nearly went him too. Yeah, he, uh, I thought and, about it. And look, it. Um, do we do we think that that role continues and the scoring continues? We don't know, but no. right now he he's scoring the most and making the most cash. So yeah, yeah. How do you, how do you get I on actually
1: that? I actually thought about bringing him in instead of Clark and or with
0: Clark when I yeah you know, when
1: we were trying to disperse our yeah Clark scoring sort of look. The,
0: you know what I don't like about Clark? His haircut. Outside of that, go to a proper barber, you idiot. Um, no, I just don't like that they throw him around to a different position every single week. Yeah, like they literally some of them it's there. like
1: back pocket, back flank, and he's getting the pill. And next minute he's like, yeah, next minute forward flank, trying to get the on the wing and hoping they switch the ball. So he's just standing out in a paddock.
0: Like I get that he's good at everything, but w- why the hell can't you settle him in a single role and just say, okay, this is your role? Because that must be frustrating for him. Uh, literally- have you met Chris Scott? Yeah. It's frustrating. Um, so one week he's taking kickouts, the next week he's playing out of a pocket, the next week he's on a wing, the next week he's on the ball. Like, pff, good luck. Yeah, I mean he played well this week and he got the sealer, and he didn't even get much scaling for that. That's that was frustrating.
1: Well, it looked like he was going to get fifty odd and got seventy one. So I'm pretty happy to be honest. But mind you, if he keeps scoring seventy, he doesn't even make that much cash. So no, exactly. Right. You need a high ceiling like
0: GF. Um He does have a high ceiling, but again, it's the role. It's like you know changes anyway. Yes. We're not at that game.
1: Um. Now, let's go across, and I think that's enough for GWS They're irrelevant. Uh, Maxi Gorn, I think, did really well. Again, yep. just enough said on that one. Viney and stuff chipping away. Obviously, Clary got tagged 67. Again, he had, what, a 58-point second half. I was hoping he was going to yep. score a 30, something so drastic that he was going to tank hard. Well, he
0: was on six at quarter time. But, I mean, you know, Titch today was on one at quarter time. Yeah. <laughs> so, But
1: I think it's the more they – you go into a break, quarter time, half time, Mentally, you can then refresh, going right. This is what's happening as a team. You can say, right, this is what's happening. These are the things we're going to try and shift. Whereas, it's hard to shift when it's happening. You yeah, see you, it
0: all unfold in front of your eyes, and you are like, "What the hell's going well, on?" One thing that I've actually thought of, I don't know why the AFL haven't implemented, is is um, take out quarter time breaks, have two halves of football, and then have timeouts, and that would you can restructure, you can stop restructure, make it two minute timeouts, give them you know four each or whatever for the, and then only have two halves of football. Wouldn't that be a lot better visually? I don't know about it would, that. It would decrease the amount of time in the like overall for the like you know, two, instead of two and a half hours. I think it'd be yeah. But you're saying two
1: halves and then you're talking about four timeouts each at two minutes, that's
0: what's that? Eight. So sixteen minutes. Mm-hmm. What are the quarter times in the moment? Six, seven minutes? Five minutes. No, they're not. Because I know when I skip to on KO, it's oh. definitely longer than five minutes. What's this? Um <laughs>
1: Okay, so interesting anyway, there. Clary uh, Clayton Oliver now has a break even of, if I can find it, one sixty nine. So you know he's got a little <laughs>
0: sixty nine. It's, it's, well,
1: it's a meal for two with someone standing on the sideline, so um, just waiting to be get a K. It'll be a K sixty nine.
0: Anyway, and what's he got coming up? Because unfortunately, that's the problem moving forward, right? So he's no, got,
1: he's not too bad though. Geelong got, this uh, so Geelong this week. That's the problem.
0: Yeah. So Geelong
1: have now tagged two weeks in a row. Hawks probably paying no, him not there's much attention no, to.
0: There's no way Clary doesn't get tagged this week. There's an absolutely no chance of him not getting tagged. I went into this game thinking to myself that um, there's, I, I don't think he will get tagged. And then first center bounce. Tag. Tag.
1: Um, so he could get tagged again, which I'm hoping for drop his price. Then have Hawthorne Richmond. So I'm hoping his price will keep dropping yep. around then to get on round seven. North Sydney, Carlton, Adelaide—bang, bang, bang! You got to jump on.
0: Yeah, well, I think that that'll probably be his lowest point of the season. So, yep. let's say, for example, so he plan, drops to say five fifty k.
1: Plan for that. You want to be on round mm. after at the end of round six. You want to have money ready to go. Well, you will if you because, don't have him.
0: Um, that there'll be that'll probably be your first real round of upgrades. You'll have money. Yep. So I don't think it's going to be an issue. So it's probably like so. what you can get do, ready for it. You can go Clark down and someone up because Clark will probably be like what three fifty, yeah, ish. You know, and yeah, a good rookie is probably going to be about three hundred. You'll definitely be able to make it. So as long as you got a little bit of yeah, a little bit, yeah, of, a little bit of cash, in there. I'm, yep.
1: pl- I'm planning for it. I'm, I plan on going um, text and an Clark, Tex and Clark to two primos, bang bang.
0: Hey, I got Tex yeah, Walker. Next, oh, yeah. For the next three weeks, I have an extra premium than you. So just yeah, I know. I know I know, that. Pipe down, Chachi. You got lucky this week. I
1: know it balances out, but I'm hoping that cash, gen will then allow me to get a premium above everyone, and then I'll have a premium above you for a little while, you know? Potentially. Potentially. It's all hypothetical. Um, and my, yeah. Okay, cool. Yes. Uh, just checking if there's no more Melbourne people. Now, Petrarca, where is the Petrap train? Used
0: it really poorly. And that's the only reason. He had a really good game. He, had, he only scored 83 for the game, but, um, yeah, he just used the ball really bad. A break like even him of as, 170. Yeah, I don't like him as a selection this year at all. No, well, we I said he'd be
1: – what did we say? One, five to 110, didn't we? What did we say, 110? Yeah, I said 105.
0: Yeah. I don't think he's going to be the guy that can do it yet over, over longer quarters.
1: And he's averaging 91 at the moment. He has had three scores underneath 198, 92, 83,
0: and they're winning too. So it's yeah, not like they're going to change anything around, you know? Yeah, that's and harsh. And Brayshaw looked really good actually in this game. So who knows? Who knows what's going to happen moving forward? But I do not like Petraka at all as a selection. I think personally, if you have him, that's a correction trade.
1: Yep. Last one,
0: Jordan, uh, 49, not too bad. He actually got some scaling taken up, eight, eight points taken off him. So I'm not sure what that was. He was on 57 when the game ended. And then out of nowhere, he just dropped eight points.
1: Yeah, I heard they're not Michael fans. That's why he lost some uh, points. Makes sense. LeBron James. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. And the game today, the one that we've just recorded after, um, oh, the Guthrie.
0: Yeah. Sorry.
1: He the, What did he have? Go- 40,
0: 40 disposals. Yeah, he did. 40 disposals. Um, look, I think it was 43. Um, 10 clearances. I like, stopped counting after boss, 40. Boss. And he didn't even use the ball that well. He actually... But what they... Today's game—it's all about the work rate. Those at work oh, get it, it. Yeah, it is. But and disposal. I actually hate the Geelong game plan. Oh, it's so bad. Which is chip the ball around and try and work the ball forward. And it—it it, it sucks. It's—it just sucks the life out of the football game.
1: You know what it's, I thought funny? Sports Bear had this big ad saying, "Look at the season stats on how much everyone's scoring more than usual. Get on them above the line for the score." And I'm looking at them going. It's Geelong and Hawthorn. They're going to have a low-scoring game, and I was like, "You should get below that." Instead yeah. of they were hyping it up, obviously to get money.
0: Well, they they love to play the control football style thing. But that's what it?
1: I hate. They use these stats to hey, hey, look at all these stats about the season and get on here. I'm like, but Geelong and Hawthorn will be wow, chipping backwards. Spending
0: company making money. Yeah, really I know, cool. right? No, I know. It's just baloney. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um. So th- things I wouldn't take much notice of. So Mitch Duncan scored one hundred and seventeen, but he was actually playing. Off the halfback flank, Yep.
1: and some kickouts.
0: Yeah, exactly right. So um, that score uh, hurt Stuart too. Yeah, it did it? And it, well, no, no, no not at all. No, no, I don't think it did at all. No, Stuart hurt out. Stuart. Yeah, Stuart. Oh, he butchered Stuart's it. use was really bad today. Yeah, which is unlike him. But he when he when he kicked inside fifty, he didn't hit target. When he was even just chipping around the back, um, the back fifty, he wouldn't hit the target. He just made some really silly, unStuart like decisions. But also, like Carlton, he was that sideways kick and switch as opposed to that forward kick. And so you're just not getting those extra points that you would usually get for those long forward kicks. So, um, yeah, a little bit different, but um, I don't think he's going to score bad. I think Stuart's still going to be fine, but that's the only reason why he had a really poor game is what it is.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, Yeah, GS now averaging 102. He's gone... 119, 118 the last two weeks, gone up 66,000, break even of minus 42. If he gets an 81 this week, he's going up another 50,000. So if you jumped on him,
0: kudos to you. I think if you've got the money in the bank and you've got uh, Hayden Young.
1: I did say what, Sicily roll.
0: Yeah, I think he's not bad as well. well, And he's quick too. This game helps. This is, of course, if you don't have Zeeble. I think Zeeble is a much higher priority in everyone's team if they don't already have him. But I don't mind Giath now after watching him for the last couple of weeks. I definitely think he solidified his role. He did a lot of really good things in this game. Um, and by the way, Jarman Impy.
1: <laughs> oh, the imp. Did you oh bring him in? Oh,
0: God. I, I had him from round one, man. Oh, me too. me too. Dude, honestly, his role is perfect, man. No one gives him any attention. He just floats around, taking intercept grabs. Getting cheap possessions yep. and out and the back. And then pushes out to the wing. Yeah, absolutely. Get a handball received from guys that are taking a uh, mark on the 50. Oh, wait,
1: how good was it when um, Geelong kicked it out on the full
0: twice yeah. and he was just there like, oh, my ball. Oh, and I'm just like... No, this is number just three, my lord. Number, yeah, I'll take another one. <laughs> another, another one. Um, Yeah, like Jarman Impey's role. I, I Again, another guy I would think I could be a top 10 forward. Um, Let's have a look at the forwards. I can bring that up quickly.
1: You can look at them. Uh, Impey at the moment averaging 983 the first round we did say his role was quite good. He only got a 64. He butchered it a bit, but then he's gone 123, 108. So he's definitely good there. Fremantle, Melbourne, Adelaide, Saints are next. West Coast and North. So he could definitely tail up in some of those.
0: Yeah, so Jarman Impey is the 12th averaging forward right now on 98.3, just behind Toby Green, who shot up obviously this week, and he's averaging 98.7. Harry Mackay's in there with that huge score. He yeah. jumped into 104 average. Um, Josh Bruce is in there, <laughs> this is, and Tex is obviously number one. So this and Jake Stringer obviously one um, game, one game special. One game yeah, it's really. yep. so a one game. So, so basically, so probably
1: outside of so if you had Dunkley, Dusty, Zebel, MP, you're laughing with Campbell Warner.
0: Uh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And this is what I mean. So the forward line to me right now is You do not need to touch as long as you. I mean, the I've got Rowe at F six. So yeah. I'm trying to get him. That
1: off. that's what helped. I actually Rao went. Rowe went off the field and Walker came on yeah. to my field, which is kind of the appeal of me doing that trade.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to try and maneuver that around, but I can't, I'm not going to use trades to do it. Um, I suppose that's where we get to this week. So if you do not have an injury this week or you don't have a problem in your side, like I know you have a problem and you may want to fix yeah, that. Yeah, I think I will. Um, I would not be trading at all. This is from now until, say, round five, six, if you can avoid trading unless you absolutely need to, you need to try and conserve your trade. So this is the time where you you sort of relax, and you only make moves if you absolutely need to. That's through injury or suspension.
1: Yep. so round one and two, it's acceptable to make trades and corrections because prices haven't changed, and then you can get on before the damage is done. Whereas now, prices have changed. There's no point spending 70K, because I had someone talking about Tex Walker, gone up 107 tiers. He's like, oh, yeah, I can't wait for Supercoach to open. I was like, why? I said, yeah, I'm bringing in Tex. I'm like, he's just gone up 107,000. He's not, he might make you an extra 100 if you're lucky.
0: Yeah. But it's um, too late. I mean, in his defense, if he's thinking that Tex is going to be a, a premium? top six premium, then that's a different yeah, re- story. Check yourself. Um, well, again, we both would agree that he's yeah. a cash cow and not a premium. Correct. But. Stranger, Stranger things, things have happened. happened. Hey, Rampy, Marshall. Who knows? Um, Who knows? So, you know, we could all be the ones laughing at the buyers when we're trying to scramble to get Tex in because he's still the number one averaging forward. But I doubt that he can kick six goals every nah, week.
1: If I get rid of Tex, there's no way I'm bringing him back <laughs> in. He would be the Rampy or Marshall where I'm just swearing at him each week.
0: Yeah, so uh, look, again, yeah, yep. so be careful with your trades. I mean, Impy, again, someone that you could – or Zeebel, Those guys, if you don't have them – they could potentially be top ten forwards, and they're cheap. Impey is still so two
1: eighty eight thousand, averaging ninety eight point three, so not too bad. But again, I think if you've missed some of those, I think the boat sailed. What did,
0: um, what did just out of just out of curiosity, what is our uh, Phillips doing?
1: Oh, Phillips! I Tom, don't Tom Phillips him, so with an eighty
0: two. He he literally scored exactly what I think he's going to average for the year,
1: <laughs> and he's averaging seventy six for the he season. He actually lost so money this week. He lost a. What did he lose? Oh he lost, he lost three point seven thousand. His
0: break even's ninety six. He's gonna lose more cash next week. <laughs>
1: He's projected to get a meal for two and lose twelve thousand. So
0: dude, look at his projections. Honestly, and this is what I don't get with people. Like his projections over like the coming weeks are just terrible. It's like 67, 72 like blah blah blah. It's so bad. Oh well. Um scroll down a little bit. Yeah, here we go.
1: Um, projected price, projected score, 69, 70, 79, 83, 66, 67, <laughs> 74, 73, 69, 71. Actually, his highest projected score is in round 22 against the Bulldogs <laughs> with an 84,
0: so. Even Supercoach know he turns the ball
1: over. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, interesting. Um, I think that wraps up, apart from the bad horse on rookies, Brockman and Kaczynski, Cozzy, uh, it's hard though. You play a good side. It's a low-scoring game. They need the high-scoring games to flourish. Brockman looked panicky, turned it over a little bit, um, dropped marks. Just yeah, he just did not look uh, himself or if, worthy.
0: Cosy if gets dropped next week. I can. I'm going to consider trading him to Chapman. Um, uh, I'd be waiting
1: on uh, how many weeks Young is out. Chapman got what is it? A 41 in his first week or something like that. He's negative 41, break even. Uh, he's 149,000. The problem
0: is his price. And yeah, the, he went pretty well
1: this week, though. He got like an 80 odd. So,
0: so Cosy went up to 141K. So, if you've got 8K, it is an upgrade, but you're going to be guaranteed to make cash next week. And Chapman could have a role that is firming up as a little bit more supercoach friendly in the yep. coming weeks. The one thing so- I will
1: say about Chapman is word out of Fremantle is they highly rate him. Oh, and and that's the spectators as well. People have said. Uh, I think fairly credible people are saying yeah, once he gets into the side, he will not leave. He is an absolute jet. Um, so that's what's kind of tempting me at the moment. I've I've got an issue of um, Caldwell. So I'm like, well, I could go Caldwell down to Chapman, bank that cash, and then put Sharp into my midfield. Yep. And that way I have a little bit of durability there. Mm, yeah, But because he's dropped, no, I don't like Muppets sitting on the bench, but it's such a wasted trade.
0: Yeah, look – I don't. I it don't depends. Know if I he s- makes
1: you a lot of cash, you're a genius. It's the sarong trade. You know, sarong was expensive, and I did that trade, and it worked out well. So I personally
0: don't think Coszy played bad enough to get dropped. Now, I don't know what their list profiles like, but I think with Tim O'Brien wet- waiting on the wings, I think there is a chance that he does get dropped because Mitch Lewis definitely outperformed him this week.
1: He did, and Gunston's not that far away. So yes. once Gunston comes back in, you know, Cosy's gone. Hundred percent, Cosy's gone.
0: Yeah, and I don't like his chances of getting back into the side. Um,
1: what we need is for him to get another week, kick a bag of five, and just peak his price yeah. out, get another week, make his cash, and then bugger off for a turn. So, I don't
0: know. It, it's something to consider, but I, yeah. I would—I don't necessarily want to do a trade, but I think that might be one that you might have to if it happens, um, just for cash gen. But also, if Highmore doesn't get selected, Sharp's gone, like, I I'd then have three non-playing rookies in my defense. Like, something's got to give – I can obviously move Clark back into there or, or Laird or whatever. Like, that's not going to be an issue. But I still would like a, a defender rookie, someone on the pine that can give me some respite. Um, so it may be something I need to make to actually balance my side. So we'll see. Well, the,
1: the good thing is, is that we will know teams for the Saints game Friday night before Port Adelaide and Richmond play, which will be a cracker. The only one is Sydney and Essendon, but most of those rookies are kind of set in stone anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So I think there's not too much to sort of know from that. Port and Richmond are quite set as well. Not too many rookies there. Bergman, mm-hmm. et cetera, maybe. But again, you're going to know nice and early for that. The good one is, though, so Friday night, 6.25, I think it is, you'll know. Bulldogs, Lions, Saints, Eagles, Suns, Carlton, Collingwood, GWS. I think that's a lovely, lovely list to know rookies for. Yep.
0: Um, and so looking at that, I think it's fairly clear, uh, clear that you do uh, a VC of, uh, of Grundy there um, with Flynn. Um, but I might be more tempted to go VC McRae in the day game and into Grundy in the evening game, I think. Uh, I, I like Gorn versus Stanley, but Stanley has proven in the past that he can actually negate Gorn. I'm not necessarily sure that I want to be betting a captain on that next week. So
1: yeah, that's fair. We'll I mean, if go. you if you want to risk it for the biscuit, VC Tex Walker and Gaunt is also another <laughs> another little sneaky way to go about <laughs> that's
0: it. Not a sneaky way to go about it at all.
1: That's a little sneaky. Um,
0: yeah, so I'm I'm probably going to go with a VC on McRae and then into uh, uh, Grundy. But we'll see how we go. Yeah, um, I don't is mind Swiss, that is, is Swiss jumping on? What are we doing no, with Swiss? No, nah, Swiss will be a in, in, uh, relevant week
1: outside of this week. We're oh, talking okay. about Swiss. It's an hour and a half, Chris. Oh, it's no, long enough. We're doing VCs and Cs now. I thought, yeah,
0: no, of course he's coming back. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Not,
1: yeah not today. Oh. Um, okay, so I kind of agree. McRae, I think, is a nice option against – again, always does well against Brisbane because – Or
0: Dunkley, I suppose you can well,
1: probably – Yeah, but I always watch McRae against Brisbane, and he pains my ass. He gets like 160. <laughs> Actually, when we if we click on McRae – he will, it'll actually show us the um, his recent performances against the Lions, and it, it's just stupidly good. So against Brisbane, 183, 135, 155 are his last three against yeah, Brisbane. Yeah, okay,
0: VC McRae, let's go. <laughs>
1: um, again, and, and I watch that all the time. Not only that, when he plays Gold Coast the week after, 169, 139, 189. Oof. GWS 133, 105, 120. But the next two teams, he likes to he likes to go. Well,
0: no, DeBoer. DeBoer won't be back by that round.
1: Oh, happy days. Mm. Uh, happy, happy there. So that would be, yeah, I think McCray, VC, and probably you're right. I think Grundy's probably the smarter option. Yeah. I All think, right. Uh, I think I agree, Chris, unfortunately. No, that's a good thing. Unless I like, text Walker gone I'd be team just to rub one. Oh, rub Lord. one up, yeah. Yeah. You, Tech, text you, goes 160 you would do it just to piss uh, me uh, off uh,
0: uh. yeah I like that I respect that
1: I like that Um, I think that wraps Bit us up so what, what what we might do is um for those on the YouTube I might do uh, a little draft preview so I think Tuesday morning most drafts or Wednesday morning 4am is when the drafts open yep. I might do a little video flick through my teams and what's available and then make comments so that way I give you some insight as to who should be picking up off the waivers mm-hmm um, that way, I might just share that link out onto the socials instead of doing a write-up. I think it's just easier if I talk my thoughts as I do them.
0: Are you going to be putting that on the line?
1: On the line, on the line. Uh, and we'll probably do a little team analysis stuff on the on the line as well. So excellent. All right, that wraps us up a little bit longer than I wanted, but again, a little bit of a team by team. So thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Until Have a next good time. One. Bye.
0: Cheers. Bye!